Hello, welcome to the Jaywalk Podcast. Um, thanks for the couple of listeners that I do have. I still want to thank y'all for listening. Um, as opposed to talking about an issue today, um, I got sent some questions that people wanted to figure out about me. If you do have a question about me, my email is uh, jaywalk, all lowercase, jaywalk211 at gmail.com. Um, so I got like these several questions people asked about me, and I just wanted to share up to you two listeners that I don't know if you have the same questions or curious about something, but once again, it's jaywalk, all lowercase, at gmail.com, if you have any questions you want to ask me. So, um, here's the first one. Let me look and see what it says here. Um, what... What is my political affiliation like as opposed to Democrat, independent, or well, actually, I'm independent. I don't, I don't, I don't, um, choose sides when it comes to red or blue in the political, uh, uh, world. Um, I, I've been like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not at all pleased, uh, with the past, I want to say, six years of what the Republicans have been doing, um, very disgusting, and honestly, I, that's where I use I use it to to um to vote red a lot when it came uh, to elections and stuff like that. But um, now with these voter suppression laws and everything else, the Republicans are doing you know the insurrection and everything else. I completely um, no, nah, I can't. Um, I can't be a part of something like that, especially being African American. I cannot be a part of something like that. I can't. Um, it's I, you know, it's, be honest with you. I just can't believe like the the the, the right and you know the conservative, the red, the things that they're saying and doing, and you know things that they know they're not true. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's really hard to. But um, I will say, on the blue side, the Democrat side. Um, uh, I guess they're just lesser two evils right now. Um, I I believe uh, I don't know. I I I'm just I just don't think that they're much better. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, they need to uh, they have control of all three fat you know three sections of legislation, the executive and you know. And judicial, but I mean, I, I mean, outside of the Supreme Court, of course, but pretty much they have a House, the Senate, and they have the White House, and you know, so now it's time to exude power and get those policies pushed through. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 um, I, I don't lean red or blue. Um, I, I just always pick the best policy, and if it's a conservative policy, I'll go for, I'm all for it. This is better, and if it's a uh, liberal policy, I'm all for it. It's better. So I don't, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a uh, affiliation to either party. To be honest with you. So that's it. So what's this next question? Let's see. What are you educated or not? Yeah, well, I have a couple of degrees. This, I, I live in Nebraska. So, I'm Nebraska Wesleyan. Um, now, I'm actually graduating in, um, in May. 
and uh, and organizational leadership. And I got to read the degree to you, because um, I, I changed majors in the middle of the time I was there. So I have to uh, <laughs> read the degree to you when I get it, because uh, I don't know. Basically, it's about leadership. It's supposed to teach you how to lead people and um, as you know of a company as a CEO or a you know or a really, really high-ranking manager in a company or something like that. that that's what the degree's in. Um, get pretty good grades, pretty good, like a three-point, like, what, three-grade average. I mean, it's not honor society because, you know, Nebraska Western's a private school, but, hey, hey, I'm graduating, so we'll, we'll, let's, just, <laughs> let's just take that. So what's the next question? Huh. What is my favorite color? <laughs> uh, my favorite color is red. Um, it's, I mean, I just was, like it's my favorite color growing up. So it's, um, I don't know. It's always like red. Um, I don't, I don't know what else to. Uh, Say is my favorite color is red. I'm actually wearing red right now. I'll be doing this as this podcast. So, um, let's see. Let's see. What is, does my voice really sound like this? Um. Yes. Y- y- yes, it does. Um. I've always had this voice. Um, I don't know what to uh, say. Yeah, I've always had a voice like this. Um, some women like it. Some people find it scary, but I like it, and um, I hope it's hope you guys like it. <laughs> Consider it being a podcast and all. So, yes, uh, this is my real speaking voice. Let's see what else. Let's go to this question. Do you really think that there are two different Americas for people of color and, and, and white people? Um, well, yes. Um, uh, I didn't want to get too political about, about this, so I just wanted you guys to know a few things about me. Um, of course, there's two different Americas as far as we're policed, as far as we're treated, as far as, um, um, as far as we're looked at, um, but that goes way back to 1619 when the first slave was sold here, but yeah, there are two different Americas, um. And I don't think white America, I don't think that, I think it's more white America that they just can't see it as opposed to the many that don't want to see it. Um, I, I just really think that a lot of, a lot, a lot of 
to a lot of white people just because they have regular lives. You know, that's something that they think about. Um, and there's, I believe there's some white people that, that know that there's two different Americas, but since it doesn't affect them, they just don't, they turn a blind eye to it. And there's some that they know there's two different Americas and they, and they just don't care because it benefits them. So, um, yeah, I think there's two different Americas. Um, but, um, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully in my kid's lifetime that would change. Where, uh, people will just be judged on their actions and not their skin color. Really sad, actually. But, because, you know, like 400 years, my ancestors, all the way to me, that, you know, really sad that you know that my lifetime I'm probably not going to see it and they never seen it and um yeah just kind of you know kind of sad that you're never going to see the dream fulfilled but hey I'm, I'm willing to take all this so my my the next generation can uh can have a better have a better future so that's how I get through it so because it's not happening for me Hopefully it can happen for them. What's next? Yes. Do you like sports? <laughs> yes, I'm a, I'm a rabbit Lakers fan. I've been a Lakers fan since 1984. Okay. Like, I'm not even earlier than that. I think I was born a Lakers fan. Um, when the Lakers lose or win, it could be a good day for you when they win. When they lose, it could, it's going to probably be a really bad day. And I'm not talking about like physically or emotionally or mentally abusing anybody. I'm talking about just, I'm a cancer. And you know, they say that we're moody. And yeah, I'm the moodiest uh, when the Lakers lose. So, um, <laughs> but hey, 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 I'm a cancer, what else can you do? I'm a passionate Lakers fan, this is how we are. Um, Let's see here. What is the biggest threat you see to America? Is it the virus? Is it racism? Is it classism? Or is it the all of the above? Man. That is a great question. The biggest threat to America. Um, if I had to put them in order, uh, I would say racism, and not because I'm, I'm African American, but the reason being is racism um, is like a uh, racism is like a um, it's like a wound, right? Let's say you get cut on your arm, okay, and you you get into a fight, and the person, your opponent that you're fighting or whoever you're fighting against 
knows that you have that 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 injury to your body. So you keep attacking it, attacking it, attacking it, attacking it, and um, it's to the point where like wow, and then you know, they know they know, you know, hey, if I don't get this, you might have win the fight, but if I don't get this wound taken care of or something like that, I may not win the next one. That's what racism's like. Like you got to take care of that wound. Or you have to make it right so it can heal. So when you get to that next fight, people can't use that as for a weakness. Um, and I'm, 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 I'm going to come out and say it like uh, everybody else, man. Um, racism does no good for your country. Like, it does you no good for either side to the people that experience it and to the people that are creating it. It does nothing good. So, I mean, it, if you look at it, and you want to, and it looks kind of scary, um, America's kind of ripping apart, ripping apart at the seams right now. And a lot of that's due to racism. Now, now I will admit that classism, you know, classism is just, it's just as bad. Um, but yeah, you see, America is falling apart at the seams right now, and um, man, it, it I, you know, America's not gonna get any better until they tell America wants to fix that wound. So um, we'll see. Let's see. Um, what's the next question? Oh, this one's about climate change. Um, why do many, so many people think climate change is a hoax? And why did it become political? Hmm. That's another good question. Well, I'll tell you why people think it's a hoax. When you um, on an Earth that's been here billions and billions of years, and you it's it's okay. Let me make another analogy or another to make it simple for you. The Earth is like it's like having a billion dollars. I I just give you a billion dollars now. You have this billion dollars. But this is all the money you're going to get for the rest of your life. You can't make any money. You can't invest it. This, this is a billion dollars. This is the money you're going to have for the rest of your life. So you get born into the world with this a billion dollars. Well, you're going to spend money, spend money, and spend money, and spend money, and spend money. Okay? Now you have less than a billion. Let's say you have like about, we'll say, 800 million. Because remember, you can't make any more money. So... You're thinking, well, man, I just spent $200 million. I'm 18 years old. I ain't never had to worry about money. I'm 18. You know, I'm going to keep spending money because I have, I, have, I, have, I have close to a billion. So I ain't never got to worry about money. So you keep spending, you keep spending, you keep spending, you keep spending. Let's just say you're down to $700 million all of a sudden, okay? And you're 30 years old. <laughs> I still got close to a billion dollars. I mean, I'm going to live it up. I'm not worried about money. 
and somebody comes and tells you, hey, 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 buddy, hey, let me talk to you for a second. Hey, man, you know, the money that you have, you know, you had a billion, and now you're down like 700 million, you know, you might want to change, you know, change your spending habits because uh, this is all the money you're going to get for the rest of your life. What? That's how you react to it. What? I have close to a billion dollars. Well, I mean, what can you say to me? You're, you know what I'm saying? No, you're just saying that because you're a hater or you're just saying that because, you, you know, you know, you want some of it. Man, please, get out of my face. Okay. So, you're up in your 30s. Now you're really spending because you can do more things. You have access to more things, to, whether it's cars, drugs, homes and everything else that you want to floss for women let's say you're down to 400 million you're 40 years old see to you you have all the money in the world to you but the people that look at your money that are having or holding your money says man he went through 600 million dollars in 40 years man uh okay i mean he's not hurting anytime soon but He's getting low on money because, remember, you can't make any more money. So, he, 40, 50 years later, he's down $200 million. Okay, now you're down $200 million. You're 40, 50 years old, but you're still $200 million. You're 50 years old. Don't matter to you. Okay. But you have kids and everything else. See, to you, hey, to your kids, you got them everything they needed, everything they wanted to you. It's not rich, right? So, 70. So you, be age, you get to age 70 and you pass away. And you pass money down to your kids. Your kids got $150 million, which is still a lot of money. Right? But, Here's the catch. They got your money that you sent down to them, but they only got 150 million. You went through 800, excuse me, you went through 750 million. Or 850, I'm sorry. 850 million. You went through that, okay? If you went through 850 million, they can't spend money like you because you only got 150 million. See, you had the whole billion. See how that works? So, let's spend and they're spending, they're spending, they're spending, they're spending, the kids spend it. Okay, they live their life. Let's just say they're down to 70 million. Okay, they'll be all right. But, with those spending habits, their kids, they'll be all right. But their grandchildren, the kids' grandchildren now, they're not going to be all right. Because a million dollars, the money that, that they make is not going to be the same as because of inflation as the money that, that, that you had when you got that billion. So, that's what it's like. That's what the earth is like. You can't, remember, you only get one earth. So, 
and you see the changes already. We just had some tornadoes in the south already. Pretty strong tornadoes. And a lot of the tornado damage that's happening is because of, uh, it's not really because the strong, well, part of it, the storm's getting stronger, but people are living in places where they, you know, because of population that they didn't live 60, 50 years ago. So you, you get more fatalities that way because people aren't, you know, are living in places where they weren't homes at. So with that being said, that's what climate change is like. See, the earth has always been here for you, me, whoever's into this podcast, your grandparents and everything else. So to you, it's like that, that billion dollars. You're always going to have money. Why are you worried about running out of money? I mean, you got a billion dollars. There's no way you can spend it in a lifetime. That's how the earth is. And the earth has always been here. So why won't it always be here? Well, the earth is like a checking account. You know, anything that you uh, replace, excuse me, let me rephrase that. Uh, anything in the checking account that you have, you have to replace. You just can't put $1,000 in there and think everything's going to be okay and spend money. That's not how it works. Any money you spend, you have to make work or do whatever you need to do to replace the money that you spent. So you'll have that money in your checking account. That's what the earth is like. So what we're doing is we're spending all the money in the checking account, but we're not replenishing it. That's how the earth is. So, um, like I said, they got that doomsday clock ticking. They said they got 10 years to try to turn things around. If not, and it's just really sad that we're leaving the world pretty effed up for our grandchildren. Because uh, we didn't, you know, it's not them effing up the world, it's us. So we really need to be careful about uh, how we treat this planet. So that's, you know, but y'all be my uh, opinion on that. So let's see. What else? Let's see. Why do you think lying, Joe Biden was lying? Why are you calling lying? Well, like I said, I'm neither red or blue. I'm independent. And I am glad that you guys got your checks. Um, I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. hope you guys get things that you need and you want. I hope that everybody, um, hope everybody, I hope it just brings you a little bit of happiness in this hard times. I, I, I really do. But there's a but. Um, I really, really, really wanted the $15 an hour passed, wage increase passed, and I also wanted him try off $50,000 of student loan debt to people because that's really going to close the, the wage and the uh, income and quality gap. That's why I wanted more than anything. But then, you know, the woman asked him at a town hall meeting, hey, are you still going to do that? He said, no, I can only do up to $10,000. And I'm going to be honest with you, man, $10,000 is nothing when it comes to student debt, you know. It's nothing. Him writing up $10,000 is nothing. I'm not going to sit here and... and um give him a pass because he's doing a better job than the, the former president. The former president, I mean, he set the bar so low. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not hard to be better than him. So, whatever. 
but I'm, I'm not going to give this new president no pass, okay? If you want income, you want the income gap and the wage gap to close, okay? The great way to do that is that's student debt because there's no reason for people to have to get in debt to better themselves or educate themselves. That's the most ignorant thing I ever said. So I got to get in debt to better myself or better my financial situation. So I got to go in debt to do that. Come on. It sounds kind of ignorant now you, know, you got to listen to it, huh? Yeah, you got to go in debt. To better yourself. Come on, man. That's ignorant. That's just... That's this community college should be free. Okay? You... you, you what, what, what you're doing is... You're keeping the people that are poor and disfranchised in that same situation because they can't afford to better themselves. You can't... This, this is how it sounds... You can't afford to better yourself. That sounds ignorant. So I got to go in debt. And and some people just don't want to go in debt to better themselves. But I have to go in debt to move forward. So I got to financially go backwards to financially go forward. <laughs> so that what that means is <laughs> you're staying in the same spot. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty, um, pretty ignorant, pretty ignorant. So, yes, that, so Biden really let us down on that aspect. I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yes, to me, that that's a lie. So, listen, man, we, we can't hold one president to one standard and hold another one to another. Now, I know the former president lied more, lied a lot more, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the, the business of keeping track of lies. I'm not. So we, uh, we need to have the same standard for everybody, period. Yes. So, yes, I'm very angry with him not doing what he's supposed to do. People have all that student loan debt. That, that is, that is probably one of, there's like three parts to closing that wage and inequality and, and, you know, wealth gap. But the one of the big parts, one of the big pillars of that is definitely the student loan debt. I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah, like I said, I know it's still his first hundred days. And like I said, we'll see. But right now, the $1.9 trillion stimulus that passed, it was needed. And I'm glad it got passed. You got to give credit where credit is due. He did do that. I will give him that. But... That fifteen dollar per hour should have passed. Then that that should have passed. They did didn't try hard enough, with it. but that's that's the whole other story. But yeah, that's why I say call him Lion Biden because 
I, I, I just think white, black, Latinx, or whatever, is that will help out a great deal of helping people out on their, on their, you know, on their student loan debt. But like I said, first hundred days we'll see. Um, let's see. Hmm. This one is for. Oh, this is about Nebraska football program. And why is it so bad right now? <laughs> okay. Well, that's weird. I guess whoever's from here is from Nebraska. Well, there's, 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 there's like a lot of layers to this. Um, when they fired French Solis back in 2003, okay, um, he went 9-3. and three. Because, you know, as you know, the pre his predecessor, Tom Osborne, who's a football legend, Ball legendary coach, um, standards were set pretty high. Once you win a championship one year, you have to win it every year, or the 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 um, seasons looked at as a failure. Um, when he got fired, they brought in Bill Callahan, and Bill Callahan did some good things. But the defense was a little shaky. So, at best, it was shaky. Um, they let him go four years afterwards. They hired Bo Pelini. He was there seven seasons to let him go. They hired Mike Riley. He was here three seasons to let him go. Now Scott Frost is here. So what, what people got to understand is Scott Frost is dealing with all the turnover that we've had the past 20 years at the coaching job in Nebraska. And I, I tell people this all the time, as far as business, team sports, or anything else, when you have a lot of turnover, that is never good. A lot of turnover, um, uh, it's just never good. You want to keep everything consistent, the same as, uh, um, as you possibly can. Alabama, their football program is the number one football program in the country right now. And it's reason because Nick Saban was there. He may switch uh, a lot of assistants because assistants are so good they go off to be head coaches. But the constant denominator is Nick Saban. He's still there. He is the best recruiter in the country. He is probably one of the best defensive minds in the country. So therefore, that's why coming in, he's there. Um, when you have what four coaches in twenty years, and I'm, I'm trying to, I don't understand, but you understand this. The Brass are getting beaten, blown out, not being the power that it used to be in the nineties. This is the microchasm of why the program sucks right now. You know, can't keep firing coaches. I'll give you a prime example, even though there are some some racist things, but he's still a great coach. Uh, the coach of Iowa. God, I can't think of his name. But, yeah, he, I'm going to tell you right now, the first three or four seasons were average at best. And now, I was one of the best consistent winners in the Big Ten. Um, they, you know, as Iowa football, that power running football and everything else. Um, because they stuck with one coach. 
He's been there 20-something years. And yeah, about 20, yeah, 22 seasons he's been in Iowa. Iowa's good every year. And why are they good every year? Because they stuck with one person. Hey, you're the man. We're sticking with you. You know, you're you're it. So until we, um, um, in Nebraska, you know, and also Nebraska, uh, we have the whole called transfer portal where players can just go and leave, basically free agency uh, for college players. They can just go and leave whenever they want. So a lot of players aren't um, sticking around when they're, not, when they're not starting or they don't like their situation. They just go and get in the transfer portal and go elsewhere. So um, that's why Nebraska is so bad. The transfer portal or the turnover at coach and a – Eventually, you're going, to, you're going to have to ride out these bumps a lot if you want to get to there. Um, I love Scott Frost. He's the head coach now. I'm, I'm a Scott Frost supporter. Love the man to death. One of my favorite coaches of all time. Um, but the honeymoon's over. The honeymoon's over. Um, so, Nebraska needs to decide, hey, if you fire Scott Frost, and that's what people are wanting, I'm guessing right now, who, who, who are you going to get to come here? Because now a lot of people just knocking down the door trying to be the head coach in Nebraska. Let us be honest. So either we're going to get behind the man and hope he turns it around, or we're going to be this negative, you know, the negative people are always the loudest. The daughters are always the loudest, so um, whatever. Um, that's a weird question. It might as well about football, but that's why we are the situation in. I think he can turn it around. I, I, I really think he can, but you gotta. Like I said, it's really difficult because there's so much. Mm-hmm. There's been so much turnover in the past twenty years that it's hard to. Uh, it's just hard to uh, plug all them holes that you're missing. So, we'll see. We'll see. What's this next question? Let's see. Why? Do I, should I forgive my boyfriend for cheating on me? Have I ever been in a situation like this? Nothing. Um, if you should forgive your boyfriend. Um, I'm a very black and white person. So, to me, either you're faithful or you're not. And, uh, if you're not um, faithful. Um, I'm a kind of person that's where, okay, well, okay, that's fine. You go do that, be on faithfulness, and that's the candlest stuff every year. Because I, I, I tell you right now, man, because when, when, you, when you forgive, you just make it easier for somebody to do it again to you, and I'm really against that. That's kind of a form of abuse. That's emotional abuse. 
when you do that to somebody and you keep constantly cheating and cheating and cheating on them. See, with me, I just cut it. I just, you know, wash my hands with it and tell you, all right, well, obviously you're not the person I thought you was. You know, go on about your life. Because there's no law saying you, we have to be together. So if you feel like you got to cheat and everything else, that's fine. But here's the thing I want to tell people that cheat in relationships. If you want to sleep and do whatever you want to, whoever you want to, just stay single. The simple solution is just to stay single. Obviously, you have a lot of, I don't know, whatever, I don't know if you want to call it sexual drive or energy, whatever like that, that you want to see multiple people, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Just stay single and do it. Very simple. Why get into a relationship where you have to lie and hide things and then not, not let him him or her see your phone and all that type stuff and everything and um you know uh you know so i mean if you forgive him and there's some people that actually do cheat and they, they see the error of their ways and um and they do get right and they've seen the pain that they caused and everything else and they'll never do that again I don't know if he's like that. I'm hoping that he is. Um, but when you, when you cheat on somebody and you hurt somebody, sorry is not enough. You just can't say I'm sorry. You have to do things, whether it's counseling or there's other things, there's things you have to do besides saying sorry. Uh, apologies and sorrow and everything else is more than just words. It's an action. You have to be held accountable for what you did, and you have to make it right. And you have to make it so he or she can trust you again. That that simple. And I'm just one of those people where I, I just can't trust you again. And I'm one of those people, well, if you have so much angst to see somebody other than me or whatever, then just stay single and see whoever you want. Like, you know, see, you have a right to see whoever you want and to do whatever you want, but you don't have the right to bring other people in that situation. You just don't. You, you don't, because people are bringing emotion into things, and when you do that... um. Now you're playing with emotions, and that's how people get shot, stabbed. A lot of bad things happen when you play with someone's emotions. So I I advise against it. So um, if you feel like you have the inkling to cheat and you're in a relationship, and I'm not, well, you need to break up with that person and tell them, hey, before you cheat or before you see that person and say, hey, this ain't working and everything else. But when you feel that way, you want to see somebody else when you're with somebody, that just doesn't start in a relationship. That that starts before. So it's not like just something that you just came up, ooh, I see her, I want to be with him or her. And no, no, nah, that just didn't happen overnight. That means you had it in you. And if you had it in you, the simplest way to do it is just to stay single and see whoever you want. So, to answer your question, um, 
I don't know him, and I don't I don't know his heart. So it's, it's really hard for me to say is that you know you need to cut him loose. Um, but I will say is, if you are going to forgive him, you need to forgive him for the right reasons. And you need to tell him a list of things that he needs to do for you to trust him again. And if he can't complete that list, then you just have to move on with your life. And when you have to move on with your life, it's never easy. I don't know why everybody thinks, oh my God, it's so hard. So they end up going back to him or her, him or her, or like that. It's never easy. It's never easy. But I tell you one thing, the never easy part of moving on is way better than being unhappy. So keep that in your in your thoughts or something. I think that's the last question. I think I have to go to work like in 20 minutes. So, um... I want to thank you guys for listening. These are just a few things, you know, about ever. Um, hopefully my Bucks Best podcast will be sometime this weekend. Uh, hopefully something, you know, I, well, I know something will happen. I have something to talk about. But if things are good, hopefully nothing happens. So I have nothing to talk about. So um, you guys have a good day. And y'all, y'all be good to each other. Okay? I'll holler at you.